Welcome to the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Today we're joined by Patricia Taylor, who's Senior Manager for Regulatory and Business Programs at APPA. Patricia, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Sure. So just to kind of get things started, um, would love to hear uh, additional details from you in terms of um, why are utilities interested in transportation electrification these days? Sure thing. There's a range of reasons why utilities are interested in supporting transportation electrification initiatives. First off, the electric industry is increasingly looking for ways to support and integrate clean energy technologies. The transportation sector has actually surpassed the electricity sector in greenhouse gas emissions. With no tailpipe emissions, EVs can provide public and environmental health benefits. And as the grid continues to get cleaner, so does electricity use to charge EVs. One of the hallmarks of public power is being local and not for profit. So our members are especially in tune with their communities and have a close relationship with their customers. They're often viewed as the trusted energy advisor. So just like how our members have advised on energy efficiency and solar, EVs are another area for utilities to provide expertise and value for customers. This also ties into the operational and maintenance benefits associated with EVs. Compared to traditional internal combustion engine or ICE vehicles, the fuel cost of electricity is generally lower than gasoline, for example, today I went to DOE's e-gallon calculator, and based on national averages, it's 263 per gallon of gasoline, but only 116 per e-gallon of electricity. EVs also require less maintenance, which is another way for customers to save money. And finally, the projected rise of EVs means an opportunity for load growth for utilities. In recent decades, load growth has been fairly flat due to advances in energy efficiency and other technologies. EVs, however, present an opportunity to change this trend. Um, and so, more specifically, as it relates to um, APPA's members, what types of programs are public power utilities implementing? We're seeing a variety of EV programs being developed across our membership, and I would put them into these categories. Education and awareness, incentives, fleets, charging infrastructure, vehicle grid integration, EV adoption and forecasting, and rates. And speaking of rates, what uh, are utilities doing in that area? EV rates are an area where utilities, including public power, are getting increasingly involved. Our most recent EV resource is Exploring Electric Vehicle Rates for Public Power. This is hot off the press and will be available this week, so I hope our listeners will be eager to read this. What we found is that EV rates are more common for residential customers than commercial customers. Time of use rates are the main EV rate design available for residential customers. Public power utilities are exploring a wide range of rate options for customers with EVs, and commercial EV rates focus on addressing demand charges. The report features member-authored case studies, so a big thank you to those four authors, Jason McBride, Lindsay McDougall, Tom Sagsetter, and Ken Stone. Jason discusses Anaheim Public Utilities' residential EV time of use rate, as well as their commercial EV rate options. Lindsay covers Austin Energy's EV360 subscription-based program that includes both a residential and public charging component. Tom explains Elk River Municipal Utilities' residential time of use and public charging EV rates. And Ken highlights Braintree Electric Lake Department's bill credit method to incentivize off-peak charging. Great. And so shifting gears uh, in terms of topics, what are utilities doing um, when it comes to EV adoption and forecasting? Great. So in order for utilities to build an effective EV program and help manage load, it's helpful to have an understanding of where EV adoption is within the community and where it's heading. We found EV adoption data options include sources like Department of Motor Vehicles registration data and advanced metering infrastructure, 
Understanding charging behavior also helps utilities forecast load and determine grid impacts. This involves things like how long are people charging for? What is the state of charge at the start and end of a charging session? What level of charging station are they using? And what is the location of where they're charging? Is it home, work, or public setting? A public power example of this is with the Snohomish Public Utility District in Washington. In September 2020, they launched a two-year charging behavior study with Fleet Karma. Okay, and um, just to kind of wrap things up, could you talk about what APPA is doing in terms of supporting members in the EV space? Great question. APPA is doing quite a lot in the EV space, and I want to emphasize that I'm not the only person on staff who works on these issues. We have an internal EV team that spans multiple departments. So to kick things off, I want to mention our Public Power Academy. We've had numerous webinars and conference sessions on EVs in recent years, and I expect that trend to continue moving forward. Our Technical and Operations Services Department runs our Demonstration of Energy and Efficiency Developments Program, better known as DEED. DEED is our R&D program, which funds research, pilot projects, and education to improve the operations and services of public power utilities. DEED has been funding EV projects since 1993. Even now, there are five current EV grants. Lincoln Electric System is doing a project called EV Data Collection in a mid-sized Midwestern city. Iowa Association of Municipal Utilities is developing an electric vehicle planning, implementation, and customer engagement toolkit. Sacramento Municipal Utility District is conducting a project on coordinating EV charging with renewable electricity generation using blockchain incentives. Energy New England is doing a project called Second Drive Use EV Dealer Program. And finally, Bryan, Texas Utilities is studying PV generation, EV and stationary battery optimal control and management, and distribution grids. I encourage our public power listeners who are not DEED members to strongly consider DEED membership. And if you're already a member, don't forget that you can check out the DEED project database to keep tabs on these current EV projects. The next grant cycle opens on May 1st and closes on August 15th. And for scholarships, the next cycle opens August 1st and closes October 15th. We're also working on EVs on the advocacy front. In 2018, our membership adopted a resolution in support of electric vehicles. We have our EV issue brief available online, and it outlines our policy position on EVs. We believe that any incentive program should be available to public power utilities and their customers. APPA also supports adoption of EVs by promoting policies that prioritize system reliability, flexibility, and local choice. APPA has also collaborated on several industry resources. We signed on to an Electric Power Research Institute report entitled Interoperability of Public Electric Vehicle Charging Infrastructure. This report walks through the challenges associated with EV charging interoperability and offers recommendations for how utilities and other industry players can address these challenges. We also collaborated with our trade partners on the Edison Electric Institute-led report called Preparing to Plug in Your Fleet, which covers some of the key areas that electric utilities and their customers can work together to streamline the fleet electrification process. The audience for this report is fleet operators. And currently, I serve on the steering committee for the Department of Energy initiative called an EV Future, Navigating the Transition. The goal of this initiative is to convene a diverse group of stakeholders in various topical conversations. So far, we've covered topics such as service requests, managing load, and economics. Ultimately, DOE will compile a resource document that highlights the insights and experiences that were shared during these conversations. I also want to highlight that we host an electric vehicle interest group. We set up quarterly webinars featuring one to two expert speakers who discuss their EV or charging infrastructure experience. We also provide updates on APPA EV activities during these webinars. Past speakers have included public power utilities like Salt River Project and Rochester Public Utilities, corporate associate members like Clear Result, 
OEMs like General Motors, charging infrastructure companies like EVgo and Electrify America, nonprofits like Fourth Mobility, and the Department of Energy. And finally, I want to highlight the various EV educational resources we've developed in recent years. First off, we have our Public Power EV Activities Tracker. This resource highlights key efforts undertaken by members, including incentives, EV deployment, charging infrastructure investments, rate design, pilot programs, and more. I often get asked about public power case studies and examples, so this is a great resource to see at a high level the breadth of public power EV-related efforts. I already mentioned exploring electric vehicle rates for public power, but I want to highlight it again here. This report covers not only industry-wide EV rate trends and examples, but includes findings from our in-house analysis of public power EV rates. We talk about different rate approaches and what we're seeing among residential, commercial, and public charging rates. The report then provides checklists for users to leverage as they think through how to launch an EV rate. Next up, we have our EV ebook. Last year, we published Navigating the Electric Vehicle Market. This resource covers trends in EV sales and charging infrastructure, as well as what that means for demand. Readers learn about how various factors, such as the price of batteries and availability of models, are impacting EV adoption. The ebook also shows readers trends from both a national and global perspective. The interactive aspect of the resource allows readers to click links to a suite of resources that go deeper into these topics. And I hope this resource is helpful for our members in understanding the current market landscape. And with this resource being free and publicly available, I also hope members consider leveraging it when educating governing bodies and other community stakeholders. A few years ago, we published Getting Involved in Fleet Electrification. This report covers motivations for electrification, covering topics like policies, operational costs, and public health. Also talk about considerations for fleet electrification, including costs, charging infrastructure, routes traveled, and vehicle options and availability. Discusses the potential roles for public power, features several member case studies from Sacramento Municipal Utility District, Burlington Electric Department, Elk River Municipal Utilities, and the Massachusetts Municipal Wholesale Electric Company. And it ends with trends and examples of fleet electrification. And last but not least, we published the Creating an Electric Vehicle Blueprint for Your Community. When developing this product, I tried to put myself in the shoes of a member who is tasked with building out an EV program. I would want to know what options are out there, what should I be considering for each option, and what state and local activity should I be keeping an eye on. So this guide walks public power through the steps in creating a strategy, planning, and executing an EV program in their community. The blueprint includes examples and tips from a variety of public power utilities across the country, and offers a series of checklists to guide readers step-by-step through EV-related activities, from educating their community to monitoring EV adoption. Many of our resources, including our latest rates publication, can be found at www.publicpower.org backslash topic backslash electric dash vehicles. Well, Patricia, thanks for a uh, wonderful, informative conversation. And given that your other uh, area of expertise is energy storage, um, I'm sure we are going to have a conversation on the podcast about that topic at some point in the near future. And uh, given everything that's going on in the EV space, um, I'm sure there will be plenty of us to talk about at some point this year on um, that topic as well. So thanks again for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. I'm looking forward to those future opportunities. <laughs>